uh, get into the sermon, uh, I just want to give a little context as to how I pick um, where I was preaching from and what I do, especially if I'm preaching at the Bible school or uh, if I'm uh, having breakfast with them for the week and the meals. Uh, In the morning, I'll share scripture with them and just wherever I'm at in my devotions is where I start sharing with them because it's what I'm studying. So that's that's how I picked today. Um, I've been working through Acts very slowly, but I've been working through Acts. And uh, so we're actually going to be looking at chapter 4, um, but I'm going to do a quick overview of chapter 3. Uh, but before I do that, I want to start with a word of prayer. Dear God, I just want to thank you, Lord, for uh, this day that's before us. Uh, I thank you, Lord, that Pastor Jeremy and Carissa could uh, get away this weekend, uh, have a time together, uh, time uh, off the internet, and just out enjoying their time in a cabin and and getting a recharge. Uh, So we just pray, Lord, that that would be the case for them, that they would uh, just uh, get the rest that they need and and, uh, be able to come back uh, refreshed. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to gather this morning and to study your word. I just ask, Lord, that you would lead and guide me uh, this morning. And uh, I ask, Lord, that your spirit would uh, just use these words to grow me and to grow each one of us uh, here this morning. And I just thank you for these things, and I pray them in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, thank you, Lawrence, for reading uh, chapter 3 of Acts. Uh, I'm just going to do, like I said, a quick overview, um, just to give context for chapter 4. So, in verse 1 of Acts chapter 3, we see that Peter and John are going to the temple for prayer. And in verse 2, that we see the lame man uh, who's laid by the gate. Uh, now, in chapter 4, verse 22, uh, Scripture records that the lame man was over 40 years old, and uh, so he'd been, laying, he, he'd been at the gate for many years. We don't know, you know when they started him, if he was 15, 5, 25, whatever, um, but we can assume it's been for many years. Uh, something to consider with that is that this means that when Jesus was heading to the temple for prayer, he would have walked by the same lame man. Um, he quite possibly had many conversations with, with the man, and uh, that opens a whole new, you know, an extra, extra questions. You know, uh, why did Jesus not heal him a year ago? Um, but, you know, God doesn't operate based on what we think is best, even though we might think, oh, it would be better if he healed him as soon as the first time he met him. Um, but we also wonder if the man's heart wasn't ready for, for, to be healed, to be, for salvation. Uh, God's plans, his purpose, um, they are best, and, and God is in control. And also, God uses our hurts for his plan. So those are just some things to think about when, even though Jesus may have been interacting with this man when he had been going to the temple for prayer, um, but we just got to keep those in mind. Then you jump down in Acts chapter 3 to verse 6. Uh, the man is looking for alms. That's what he was there for. He wasn't able to work. Um, but Peter offers the man something better than money. He offers him physical and spiritual life in the name of Jesus. Um, and that, in saying in the name of Jesus, in itself, that would cause 
a lot of intrigue for the people around. This is about 60 days after Jesus was crucified and buried and rose again from the grave. Um, and so, yeah, the, the crowd that were around that were going to the temple, they, that would have caught their attention. And uh, in verse 8, the man, he leaped up and he walked. His faith was immediate. His salvation by faith was immediate. Uh, the people, the people saw and gathered around the man. And Peter took the opportunity, uh, starting in verses 11, 12, it records that he took this opportunity as they were gathering to address the people. And I just want to read um, from John 5:36. Uh, it just talks about the purpose of, of the miracles. And so this miracle was performed for this purpose. And these are Jesus' words in John 5. Yeah, I've got to go to John. That's in Matthew. John 5.36. Jesus says, But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John the Baptist. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. So the purpose of the miracle, the witness of, of the Father and witness of Christ, and that was exactly what Peter had, and John had gained. They've got a multitude, and now they're going to witness about Christ. And so in Peter's message to the people in verses 12 to 26 of Acts chapter 3, uh, in verse three, 13 we see that Peter uh, exalted God's Son. In vo- verse 14 we see that they denied the Holy One. Uh, they as in the crowd that he's speaking to. Uh, verse 15, uh, that Christ is the author of life. In verses 19 and 20, uh, Peter was preaching on repentance, restoration, and uh, the me- telling them, you know, that the messianic kingdom uh, was coming. Uh, and then he, in verse 22, he's uh, referencing Deuteronomy 18:15 with a, a new prophet and to heed his words. And then Jesus is the promised one from Abraham, sent to justify many, and that's seen in verses 24 to 26. That's just a quick recap of Acts chapter 3, and we're going to step into chapter 4, starting in verse 1. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. So Peter and John, they were arrested, and possibly the healed man was also arrested. Um, The arrest, though, didn't stop the message of God's chosen anointed one. The last number that was given uh, in Acts of those that believed was in Acts 2, verse 41. And that number was 3,000 men. Uh, And the scriptures say later on that their number was being added to daily. And the newest number here is uh, 5,000 men and then also uh, women and children who were being saved. Now, 
This wasn't several months from the 3,000 that was recorded. Uh, this is only days or weeks later. So this was quite a large multitude who got saved in the temple uh, in, uh, at the gates that day. Uh, they believed the message of salvation that they just heard. And we know from Romans 10:17 that so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. I'm going to keep reading down through Acts chapter 4. And uh, I'm just going to read down through a large portion of it here. Uh, Starting in verse 5. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Cephas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you Well, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, They had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the, fo- the, because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than forty years old. In verses 5 and 6, we're seeing the same names of the, some of the same men, some of the same leaders who, just a couple months before, had Jesus crucified. Now, can you imagine being Peter, standing before these same people who had Christ crucified and preaching to them? The way I thought about, thought about it is talk about putting your neck on the line for your faith. Um, in verse, in verse 7, in verse 8, uh, verse 8 it says, Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to look at, you know, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit within us and what is this talking about? Uh, if you want to turn with me to John 15, verse 26. John 15, verse 26. Uh, 
But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Now, uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 4, uh, is when the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit came and dwelt in the believers permanently. This is uh, the recording of Pentecost. Um, and <clears throat> this is the beginning of eternal security um, by the Holy Spirit's indwelling. And we know that uh, the Holy Spirit will never leave the believer. So when it's recorded that Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, what is this filling that Peter had take place? Uh, if you want to turn with me to Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. Uh, it says that these twelve Jesus sent out, and he was instructing them. So Jesus in these words that are recorded after this, he's instructing the disciples um, with what they needed to go out into the world and preach and teach the word of God. Uh, So jump down with me to verse 16 of Matthew 10. Uh, It says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. So Peter wasn't filled again by the Holy Spirit like at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit hadn't left Peter. Uh, Peter made room for, to be led by in obedience and right fellowship with the Lord and through the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Spirit was abiding in Peter, and Peter was filled and prepared for ministry. Um, It's been said by many preachers and teachers that uh, we are filled by the Holy Spirit once when we place our faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross and um, defeating sin and death on our behalf. Um, But we must, though, have multiple fillings of the Spirit in that uh, we are uh, keeping the Holy Spirit present and before us. Uh, We are to be asking the Spirit to um, lead us and guide us uh, because our sin nature causes us to constantly put aside the Spirit's leading in our lives. Uh, John 14 John fourteen twelve to 17. John 14 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. And even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be with, he will be within you. So as Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit and he speaks to them, we see 
uh, an action and a response in, in verse 8. Uh, the action being that Peter is obedient to the Spirit uh, to lead his words and actions. Uh, and then the response from Peter is that he speaks for Christ and he speaks the word of God to the people. So, um, in verse 10, that we see that uh, Peter, Peter goes higher than human government and he speaks by the name the king. Uh, he's speaking about, uh, we look at Matthew 4.17 where he talks about, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God is at hand. And uh, the Sanhedrin would have recognized um, what Peter was speaking about. Now if we move down to verse 13 and 14, I'm going to read those again. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. So the council recognized that Peter and John had, had been with Jesus. Now the literal uh, for Peter and John in, in these verses is that the Sanhedrin were recognizing that they had walked with Jesus, that they had sat under his teaching, they had paid attention to uh, what he was teaching to them. Um, but what about the application for the believers today? How can we be recognized as ones that have been with Jesus? Um, if we want to be recognized as somebody who's spent time with Jesus, uh, we need to spend time in the Word. I'm going to read a couple of verses. Uh, one we touched last week, but Joshua 1, 8. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And Psalm 119.105, as Pastor Jeremy had read it uh, last week, well-known verse, Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Um, in spending time in the word, we also need to um, be learning in the word and understanding God's plan for Israel and God's plan for the church. Um, another way that we can be recognized uh, as having spent time with, with Jesus is by memorizing scripture, um, storing it in our hearts, having the word ready for use, uh, when, when it's called upon or when we're needing to, to speak a word in truth. Psalm 119.15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. And Proverbs 3.1 Proverbs 3.1 says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Uh, another way that we can uh, be recognized as having spent time with Jesus by those around us is by um, prayer. It's interesting. I had asked Lawrence to read Acts chapter 3, but I had never mentioned anything about First Chronicles. And First uh, Chronicles 16, um, but verse 11. So he started just a little bit after that. First Chronicles, Chronicles verse 16, verse 11 
seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. In Ephesians 6.18, speaks about prayer. Ephesians 6.18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And another way that we can uh, be recognized as having spent time with Jesus uh, is through worship and singing. Uh, Spending time with Jesus on our own prepares us for when we're not alone. In verse 14, we see that of Acts chapter 4, verse 14, at the end of the verse it says, they, the Sanhedrin council, they had nothing to say in opposition. The Sanhedrin had only truth uh, that was pure and undefiled presented to them. Peter was, as we know, Peter was filled and Peter was abiding in the spirit as he spoke. Uh, and he was using Old, Old Testament uh, scripture, which for the Sanhedrin that would have been you know, their scriptures. Um, and, and man's own thoughts weren't presented in what Peter testified to them. Uh, they also had the healed man standing before them as evidence of Christ at work alongside of the words of Peter and John, uh, those words being from heaven that uh, they were sharing. They were sharing the words of Christ. This was a council meeting that left the council without words. Uh, we see from verse 16 that they didn't know what to do with, with Peter and John. Uh, it's hard to argue with the words of Jesus. And in verse 13 and in verse 14 we see an action and a response Peter and John had been with Jesus they were being recognized as ones who had been with Jesus and the Sanhedrin council had nothing to say in opposition and technically um, Jesus had already said it Matthew 12 36 and 37 Matthew 12, 36 and 37. Jesus said, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Um, I'm going to continue reading um, from Acts chapter 4. I'm going to read the last verses of it. Uh, from Well, not the last, but 23 to 31. Uh, verse 23 it says when they were released they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them and when they heard it they lifted their voices together to God and said sovereign Lord who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them who through the mouth of your our father David your servant said by the Holy Spirit why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit 
and continue to speak the word of God with boldness. In verse 23, we see that when Peter and John were released, they went and reported uh, to their friends. Uh, they returned to the other believers and testified as to what had ha- of what had taken place and how Christ was at work in the lives of the people. Um, in verse 24, we see that they lifted their voices together to God and, and they said they prayed. So the believers who were gathered together, uh, they prayed together in response to the work that was being done and for what was to come. Uh, verse 32, it's, uh, first part of it, it says, Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. Um, these believers were united. Uh, they partook in corporate prayer together. Um, we see in action that Peter and John, they went to their friends and, and gave a report of what was taking place. And the response uh, of the people, they, they lifted their voices together to God. So what is the outcome of all of this? Uh, in their prayer, we read in verse 29 that they wanted to continue to speak the word with boldness. And I'll read verse 31 again. It says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with all boldness. All these believers, they were all abiding in the Holy Spirit. Uh, The group of believers, the 5,000 men and others, and adding daily, they were excited about the things of God. They were ready to go out by the power of the Holy Spirit to proclaim the gospel to the people. They continued to speak the word of God in all boldness. Now, I'm uh, just going to look back at the seven things that I highlighted and, uh, and then apply them to us today. Uh, the first thing that we looked at was that Peter was abiding in the Holy Spirit as he spoke. And then Peter and John had intimately spent time learning from Jesus Uh, The opposition had no words in response to the Spirit-led words and actions of Peter. Uh, The fourth thing that we looked at, Peter and John reported what Christ was at work doing. Uh, The believers prayed together, giving God the glory and asking for continued work in and through them. Uh, Sixth, they prayed for boldness. And then we looked at that they were all abiding in the Spirit. They were ready and excited to go out and continue speaking the word of God to the world around them. So what is our application today? In all that we do, uh, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to pray and ask God to use his spirit uh, in us to guide our actions and our words. And I know for myself, I don't do that often enough. Um, I can't do that often enough, to be honest. Like... um, because we have to be constantly um, reminding ourselves and asking the Holy Spirit to be leading us because of our sin nature that wants to take over, especially when we're faced with different situations. Um, Secondly, we need to have personal, meaningful, intimate time in the Word. Uh, We need to study and memorize the Scriptures. We need to pray with God on our own, uh, with our spouse. Uh, We need to express worship through song or joyful noise. Um, by our walk, people should recognize that we have spent time with Christ. Uh, thirdly, uh, being spirit-led and in the word 
those who go against us, the world, uh, they'll have no response to our words or character. Um, they may give a response, but they really don't actually have a response to our word or character. Uh, their problem is with Christ, with uh, the word of God. Um, that's where their opposition actually lies, and um, Christ will, Jesus will deal with their hearts. Um, fourthly, we need to share with our fellow believers uh, with our brothers and sisters, what Christ has been at work doing in our own lives. Um, sharing with others encourages one another. It motivates us. Um, the fellow believer motivates them to also share or to grow and continue to walk faithfully uh, so they can also um, see what is at work in their lives uh, through Christ. Uh, we need to pray together as believers. Uh, it unites us. And when we're praying together, we think and move in a spiritually unilateral direction together. Um, I know I fall short on, on this, um, as many of us do, um, through whether it's getting out to prayer meeting which, um, or other areas that you can gather together and pray together. Um, but uh, we really need to make a point of of gathering together and praying together because uh, when you are praying together as a, as a church family, as a group, um, then you're praying for similar things and your focus is united uh, as we um, work towards and, and go out to share the gospel with those around us. Um, sixthly, we need to pray for boldness in our walk with Christ. Uh, we don't do things on our own strength. Uh, but by his spirit, uh, we can have all boldness. And seven, um, when we're applying one to six, uh, then we're going we're gonna to see God at work mighty in our lives. Um, so I know that, yeah, I just want to close in prayer. Um, I hope that these words... Um, I know very much an overview of Acts chapter 4, but I hope these things um, just uh, speak to you. And I know they've uh, spoken to this week, to me this week, as I have been studying through this. And um, yeah, just been convicted with uh, my need for continued growth in, in the Word and in prayer together. Um, so let's just pray together at this time. And, uh, we just uh, thank you, Lord, for this day. I uh, thank you that uh, your word is uh, a guide to our, our words. Uh, your word uh, teaches us to um, walk with you on a daily basis, Lord, um, moment by moment. And uh, we ask that you would, through your spirit, help each one of us. Um, help me, Lord, to uh, just abide in you and uh, to be um, faithful and, and growing and through these words, uh, through um, just even today, what I've been studying from the past week, Lord, uh, just help me to, to grow and mature in my faith, Lord, and, and walk with you better, Lord. And I just thank you for the day that's before us. And as we go out from here, I, I do ask, Lord, that you would help us as believers to have boldness in our faith, um, even if it's, um, of the simplest times when 
there could be a small spiritual truth um, inserted into a conversation, Lord. Um, Help us to have the boldness to willingly do that and not shy away from that one small truth that could be said. And so I just uh, pray all these things, Lord, in, in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you.